And you're listening to The Clopcast, a podcast about pop culture and the creative life from the Asian American perspective. The time is now to raise your voice. So get on up, get up now, and throw your hands in the sky. The time is now to raise your voice. So get on up, get up now, and throw your hands in the sky. And hey everyone, welcome to episode 92 of the Collabcast. It's Thursday, November, November. Shit, it's November. The 3rd. No. 2016. Um, we've skipped, we skipped our Halloween episode. We didn't do the spooky, spooky stories. I don't have any. I have, no, I but got denied Halloween throughout my childhood stories. <laughs> No, but uh, I was going to use that roundtable segment to talk about my favorite scary stories to you. I don't want to. This is one about a doll. Thanksgiving. With a mouth. (laughs) Christmas. Your favorite. It's it's kind of screwed up that... um, So I was uh, at Disneyland this past weekend, and there... It was October 29th, mind you, before Halloween even started. Before even Halloween, and um, Halloween the whole weekend. section of the Disney store was uh, geared up for Christmas. They've been stockings. gearing up since like Labor Day. That's not okay. Capitalism, man. It's been a year since um, since we had Andrew on in our studio, and I gave him my rant about how Christmas, Christmas needs to wait its damn turn. I don't it's hate Christmas. It's never going to wait, and it's going to start after the 4th of I July next year. I don't hate Christmas. I just hate that it doesn't wait, wait its turn. It's like it's Halloween it. to Christmas. There's Thanksgiving. It's capitalism. Let the turkey. It's America. Let's turkey, let the turkey have its turn. We could do a statistical analysis across countries, and I'm sure that we're the worst. <laughs> the worst? Yeah. Worst about what? About Christmas, because everyone just wants to start the Christmas sale now. So they well, here's the thing. Everyone's talking into about finding gi- gifts for everybody. Everyone's talking about this war on Christmas. How like you can't say Christmas, and like how people I ain't are heard taking of that. the Christ out of Christmas. You know, people are like making a secular they holiday. Have to it's, do it's, happy it's, holidays. It's always been a secular holiday in my family because we always celebrated it. But by the way, this is Minji and Marvin. What about <laughs> even, the war? You didn't even intro us, man. You're, this is how this is how hyped up and infuriated Marvin is. He forgot you to intro. S- you started it. Hi, I'm Marvin Yue. <laughs> I'm Minji Chang, and we're your hosts for this weekly look at how Christmas is ruining the holidays. According to Marvin, I don't think it is. <sighs> it really, really upsets him. It's really funny. I wish everyone could see this right now. But how how are you doing otherwise? I'm so tired. I know. We have. Um, in case through. you haven't been listening to our breaks, um, we have a little event called Collaboration Power coming up in a week. Ten days. Which is a giant. Like it's it's our second annual conference, but it's twice as big as our first one. Um, oh, and we also have Star coming up next week too. The same weekend, honestly. Okay, let's just minimize this to its due thing. Here's my. Hold on, wait, wait, wait. As you never know, we start the podcast with a roundtable segment okay, where we fine. talk about what's on our minds we'll in the world that. of pop culture we'll and East America. And on my mind, and every day of my life is this conference and concert that we're putting on. 
Which Continue. is why I think Marvin needs to lay down and take a nap. Not that it's not on my mind. Okay, let's. We should talk about this because this is this is a thing. This is a thing in in American culture of the hardworking, all the things, and then combine that and synergize that with the Asian culture of you work until you literally die, so that you are like you know Korean people eat their the papers that they're studying. They like mm-hmm. eat it to you know absorb. Are you referring to the fact that we are staying up till it's what like eleven p.m. right now? We're starting this at eleven. Typing PM. Um, descriptions of panels, but that's okay. Fine, that's just a matter of tasks and stuff. But I don't know. I'm in a mode where I will absolutely work hard, and I'm not gonna not work. But I don't know. The older you get, you guys. I'm sure there's a lot of younger folk, you young people out there listening. I just think we all need to relax more. I'm speaking to myself and I'm not practicing completely what I preach, but I'm trying to make it a daily thing. And I've been on Marvin's case day in and day out. So everybody can say, oh, poor Marvin. And, you know, virtually pat him on the head and pat him on the back and feel sorry for him because he has to deal with my me. But I'm really big on this. And Mar- I'm always telling Marvin, like, go for a walk, go take a break, take a nap, meditate, like do something and I'm also trying to practice that myself because we need to like cool our jet sometimes or a lot of times. That is liter- that is genuinely, honestly, empirically, factually, the only way you can get stuff done effectively. We're always burning at both ends and then we like burn out. We all know this because I was sick for half of the podcast last year. Ugh. And you're on my case about that. So this yeah. became like a therapy session. I mean, you clearly have a stronger immune system than I do, but I am worried like of your tiredness level. <laughs> well, you know, it's it comes down to um, collaboration. We're a um, scrappy organization. We do a lot of things. We punch up. We punch above our weight is what we do. I love that about us. And oh, it's exhausting. Though. So sometimes, so that's why I'm so glad that. Um, Unless Minji says yes to something in December, we're pretty much home free for the rest of the year. Oh no, trust me, they're already like they're friends of ours going, let's do a holiday concert. I was like, you guys. Oh, God damn. <laughs> but the thing is that like I would rather do that. <laughs> like, no, not <laughs> I'd rather. I also want to do that. It's the worst. Like, but that would be so fun. That is to say, um, collaboration, the team and our great volunteer staff um, has been working so hard um, on this event next week. So if you're in the LA area or if you have the gumption to come down to the LA area, you should, you should check it out. It's the Empower Leadership, Creative Empower Creative Leadership Conference, which is a, um, we're going to have a bunch of really cool creative leaders from the Asian American community um, talk about Industry what pros. they do. Um, and also there'll be workshops and there'll be mentorship sessions. We have legit workshops too. I'm like genuinely like every day we keep getting updates on who's going to be running stuff, who's com- You guys, we we're not we're not playing games. This is this is we are absolutely leveling up. Even though last year was amazing, but like I think last year was such a great foundational um event. And again, it all spurred from this idea from years ago like what if we got industry professionals who are asian american pros who can kind of have that nuanced conversation of 
how do you break in when it seems like it's a big old white boys club or you know you're not feeling particularly welcomed or taken seriously or you're double minority and you're asian and a woman whatever or like you have to talk have that hard talk with your parents like literally that's one of the main things they ask like how'd you deal with switching your major (laughs) that's the thing you know not every other person i mean it's a very common theme within our community so it's awesome we had a guy fly out from like idaho or iowa last year oklahoma Mm -hmm. he was super nice um i was so honored by that and you guys la weather is great it's better than a lot of places that a lot of people live in in the united states currently in november (laughs) except if you're in like hawaii um please come out yeah, it's going to be great. So yeah, check out empower.collaboration.org. Um, I like how we just made our work into our first segment. Well, you you had a mini segment with your Christmas rant. Wait, Christmas. So <laughs> we're back. Do people not like Thanksgiving? Like People love Thanksgiving. Right? It's why, the why gluttony holiday. It, why not give it its space? Why are people in such a rush to get to Christmas? Because they want to buy things and they want to get things. But you got a whole, like you have literally the weekend after Thanksgiving to buy all your Christmas shit. That's why they need to do it before Thanksgiving to remind you, hey, here's Black Friday. This is like holiday that got created by Consumer America to literally, you have to I'm just saying, get up at 4 a.m. The progression of the seasons, right? The leaves turn orange. Do they here? Then brown. And then red and green comes out from the lights or whatever. It's not just straight to red and green. Oh, this is your thing. You're going to be that grumpy old man. I can envision, envision you at 90. You're still like... Just wait. One day. Damn one day. Christmas Christmas is going to start at like... Ebenezer Fourth of July or something. That's what I just said. I, I really think that it is. It's not right. <laughs> Stop the war on Thanksgiving. We should... Is it a war on Thanksgiving? The war on Thanksgiving... Which is just Christmas. Christmas is like it's not like it's start for a t- it's the most popular holiday. People love Christmas. There's is songs. Everyone gets to re- relax. There's no Thanksgiving song. Yes, there is the turkey song. Are you What's crazy? the turkey song? The Adam Sandler turkey song. Do you want me to sing it for you? Yes, please sing it for me. I love to eat turkey. You're making and that then up. I will play it for you. You're making that up. I will. Shit so up. I'm going to play it on YouTube right now. No. Turkey for you. Turkey for me. Let's yeah, it's really funny. How do you not know the turkey song? You mean the Hanukkah song? No, that's a different song. He made two songs just to celebrate the holiday because he honors Thanksgiving so right, very much. Loyal listeners, um, if you hear my call and you hear, if you want to, you know, take up arms. This is a hashtag movement I can get behind. Hashtag save Christmas. No, hashtag save, save Thanksgiving. <laughs> we can only play 15 seconds now before they we owe okay. the money. To eat. So good. You made that up just I'm now. I'm not. It's so funny. I'm going to say, I'm going to post this on your wall. <laughs> it's great. This I would welcome that, actually. Yeah. Some, some Thanksgiving flavor is what we need. Exactly. So I'm helping you celebrate it. To that was not an evil fight laugh. off this onslaught of Santa. That was a celebratory, yay, Thanksgiving laugh. 
Christmas lights have already started going up in my neighborhood. There's nothing wrong with that. If you start, stop it. Christmas lights are the best. They bring joy and happiness to the whole world. How was your Halloween? My Halloween was last night. Well, Halloween, I did nothing. I worked until very late. I watched the invitation game and cried mm. my freaking eyes out. I needed a break. I, I get what you're talking about with the tiredness and the, all the stuff. Um, I was like, I need to focus on something that's not work, mm-hmm. but something that will still like educate me in some way and like me. So you watch the invitation. Okay, so this is, let's move on to... That's not really my topic, of, but whatever, it's fine. Well, we can move on. No, 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 it's no, fine. No. I actually want it, if you're down to talk about it. Well, we can talk about what you also want to talk about, but... All right. No, okay. So you watch... So you wanted to watch something light, so you watched the story of the invitation game. It's not exactly a light story. Yeah, but it's on my... I wanted to watch something I wanted to watch, and I've been dying mm. to watch that movie for a long time. You said it's two years old? It's at least two years old. Yeah. At most it, one at least one year at most two years. Well it popped up on my Netflix finally. So it's like uh, gold. Um with Benedict Cumberbatch. Yes, he's amazing. And his birthday is the day after mine. Oh yeah. Shout out to the cancers, us moody emotional creatures. Too bad he's in that movie with that whitewashed Burmese lady or Tibetan lady. Oh. Everyone go to Scarlett Johansson presents Doctor Strange <laughs> um, on on th- on Friday, November fourth. Mm. Um, so no, okay. So I think it was again. I really believe in the law of attraction and the universe bringing to you what you need. And I really needed that. I really needed to cry. I needed to. Um, it it gave such a great. T- okay, this is what I took away from this movie. So for people who don't know the. The Imitation Game is the um, story of the Enigma Project, which was headed up by Alan Turing, the father of modern computer science. Yes. Yeah. So he basically built like the first computer. Mm-hmm. Was Enigma technically the first computer? That's what I want to know. It's the first kind of like he, I think he, I don't think he discovered computer science, but he was like amongst the first people to start realizing that you can program computers to do things. He kind of, he was the pioneer to like build that machine to reverse cryptograph. Yeah, using algorithms, yes. like using computers to do complex things to in a very um, very fast. Yeah. Very very fast. And even to this day there's this thing called the Turing test which is what people use to determine artificial intelligence. Right. Right. Which is incredible. And so this the story again it's just so re- relatable because you're you're looking you're watching the story of like the father of computers which is my life right now and something that drives me a little bit nuts but then the story of this man is just the humanity and what he who he was just like completely broke my heart um he was living in world war ii like super super brilliant guy um right beyond obviously his generation and weird and had some you know social issues and was bullied because he's exceptionally smart and he also happened to be gay which was illegal during that time and apparently almost like 50,000 men were arrested for gay practices and um put on hormone therapy and all this like crazy stuff so i'm totally spoiling it doesn't matter it's a great movie you should watch it anyways it's also history it's history yeah but um, Benedict Cumberbatch did a great job. But it was just the story of what, what really struck my heart was the story of 
the challenges he had to overcome to convince a lot of people who gave no shits about they they needed something from him which was his brilliance he had a certain way that he wanted to go about it that he thought he could really help save the war like you know first world from the war from germany and he was just kind of crapped on every step of the way not only just professionally but also as a person because people also could tell or like had their suspicions that he's gay so in general like there's this running theme of like sometimes it's the person no one can imagine uh no one can imagine doing something that does what no one can imagine or like i'm saying it wrong but it's like the unexpected hero and i think that's what really in a in a lame way i'm just gonna be so vulnerable with all you listeners that's how i feel about collaboration sometimes it's taken 17 years of like all these shows that volunteers have put together and suddenly the world is going like oh you know and that's a great feeling and it's also kind of like oh now you get it and i genuinely it really brought me to a really humbling place of like, remember why you're doing it. And he did it because he loved math and because he loved Christopher and because like Christopher is a guy that he loved when he was young. And he just did it because like for not, not the glory and not really for the war. That's really what was a catalyst, but he did it because he, for the love of it, I don't know for math and science and challenging himself and all these things i don't know it just made me think of collaboration genuinely and i started crying because i'm so stressed out from work but yeah. it's like it's a feel-good movie for relaxation times for yeah sure. which i was texting naomi my friend naomi Coke, because she was talking to me about thanksgiving uh-huh. she's like what as, are you thinking? Sh- as she should she was yeah she was totally on topic and then hashtag safe thanksgiving. she's like are you working hashtag, hashtag thanksgiving comes first yes that's the new hashtag Let's many blessings um, but then she texted and she's like what are you doing and I was like oh I'm just working I just watched Imitation Game and bawled my eyes out and she's like sigh you would, you are the person that would cry over Imitation Game it's true yeah I was just talking about this in um, another podcast that I host called Books and Boba which we just um, finished a book called uh, Everything I Never Told You which is a historical fiction set in 19 between 1960 and 1980s involves interracial marriage and in, in back then that was illegal yeah um or right after it became legal or some something around there but um like everyone at the book club was saying how they were like bawling their eyes out while reading I'm like i got feelings but i didn't really when's cry. the last time you cried i don't cry at movies i've okay. teared up okay i remember specifically tearing up at the end of beethoven when I was a kid. Aww. That's one of, that's a great movie. I don't remember why. I think like everyone thought Beethoven died and he'd be still alive or something. Yeah. He saves I don't them. remember Beethoven. Yeah. I just remember it was a big dog. You're like Beethoven. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't know what that means. I don't I don't know how to articulate it. I don't want to derail the conversation. <laughs> but when's the last time you cried then? Last time I cried? Mm-hmm. Never. Mine's literally like 24 hours ago, I was a mess. <laughs> and funnily, I think that's why I'm a happy person because I cry so much. Let it out. Uh-huh. Actually, What's that, really on your mind? What's really on my yeah. mind? Okay, well, it's just like, I'm, I, I, I kind of, I don't know. It's heavy stuff. I don't know if I should talk about Roundtable. Yeah, what kind of heavy stuff? It's just like my video that I put out last week. Oh, yeah, Minji's, Minji's been vlogging. Yeah. Or live vlogging. Yeah. Using the internet. Yeah. 
So um, to market things like the fact that we got in South by Southwest and Facebook was being a jerk and wouldn't let me invite people to the Empower <laughs> Conference. So I made a roundabout and I was like, whatever, then I'm going to go on Facebook Live and invite everyone that way. Life is hard. Life is really hard. Um, Life's great. So you were talking about, so it's it's Mental Health Awareness Month, right? Is that what it is or is it abuse? So October, which is over now, um, mm-hmm. was Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Oh. So I made a video um to i guess come clean in a much larger scale than i ever have before about the fact that i was in an abusive relationship which was really weird because again i've never like not been honest about it and i people that i know all know that that was part of my life and it's a weird thing that i don't want to like you talk about in private but i don't think you've ever like well you've well, who you, does? you talked about it in public once, but that was in like a very safe, like yeah, and Jenny Yang's story. T- yeah, and it's a weird thing, and like it was just very visceral to be living the fear <laughs> because I didn't think that I'd be that scared because I've been open with so many people that I trust and whatever. And in Facebook, I'm like, I don't think I have any enemies listening on this, <laughs> but I guess it's just yeah, that feeling of like, oh, this is a really wide audience, and I don't know who's gonna hear right. or whatever. I, I did not expect to be that emotional or like freaking out. You were in there for a while. I was. You were in the, the phone booth in their office. Well, I had a, I had a conference call after as well. So <laughs> it wasn't all just me pouring out my feelings. Right. So this is something that, I mean, it's, it's part of the Minji we know today. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to, you don't have to go into it. Um, I don't care. Well, this is here's my other thing that I realized because I rewatched that video and I was like, as I always do, critiquing myself. And I was like, why'd you say it like that? You could have said it so much more. It's funny how halting I was when I spoke. And it's something that I'm really familiar with. I have no, again, when I'm like talking to you about it, I have no hesitation whatsoever. This is a public forum. Maybe it was the fact that like it was on video. Maybe. Well, I mean, it's not something that you, I mean, you've, so the storytelling thing, when you told the whole story, that or, was actually or a big just a part, segment. A part of a story was something that you prepared. But it's not like something because whenever you, you talk about, like when, whenever people talk about, especially privately, about these types of like tra- traumatic experiences, is usually like it's not a performance. It's just like confining. Yes, right. Confining. But then, what, what I find with with vlogging, vlogging is essentially a performance. Kind of. Right. Well, it's just a much more open, like, hey, like you're you're widening the thing to like everybody mm-hmm. know this, you know. And the reason why I did the whole video was because I was part of a PSA that Suzanne Luna made, which is beautiful. And Suzanne is uh, Ellen DeGeneres' producer, and she's also a filmmaker. So she wanted to do her own PSA project because she's really passionate about bringing awareness. And so I wanted to do her justice, so I was going to announce it. So I was like, hey, why don't I just do a Facebook Live video? And at that time, when I started, I was like, yeah. And then as soon as it started, I was like, wait. (laughs) Um, And then I started crying and all the things. But I started getting a little bit critical where I was like, look, I'm not trying to... I guess I think there's so many layers of embarrassment, shame, and not wanting to be felt sorry you want compassion you appreciate compassion but you don't want people like pitying you don't want you. pity but i think that that's kind of a pride thing too right yeah because, so it's all of that and also a perspective thing because it might not be pity it might just be like the way people um 
like emotionally react to things that suck. Yeah. Is to like go, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Right? I'm sorry that happened to you. But you know, when you're the one that is happening to you, like you don't want like you don't want the pity. You just want understanding i don't yeah. know like there's some it's, it's a weird and then it's like why am i feeling so uncomfortable with like how i said xyz i'm trying to let it go i, let I mean it go. you're also super in your head yes, when I it am. comes to performance it's like yes you know you're an actress yes you should yes i am <laughs> so but um what's so um i'm trying to think about where to take this conversation but um what is impressive about like every time you you do open up to this kind of thing and obviously like you know, we all have our own traumas, but, you, you know, you have, like, this big one that, like, kind of, if not defined a big part of your life, like, mm-hmm. is a big part of who you are today, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, like, domestic violence is one of the issues that the Asian community Very widely. Very, very um, widely. Yeah, especially with such a, like, you know, you can blame it on so many things, like, patriarchal society confusion values blah 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 but it's just it's something that like like it's very pervasive yeah it's very toxic and it's so late again like i have issues talking about it not because of myself i realize it's taking me years to identify why i'm so if i ever am hesitant to talk about it it's because when you get to the root of it it's then you're bringing church and my family into it. Church, I actually have no issue about putting under the microscope. I'm like, let's do that. <laughs> let's talk about how these toxic things, and again, my story is was terrible, but it wasn't uncommon. This is something that Angry Asian Man has posted about quite a bit. A lot of them are Korean churches. I, I'm not guessing that, again, Spotlight was all about the <laughs> Catholic yeah. churches. It happens everywhere, but, and I don't think religion in and of itself is terrible, but a lot of these organized, or, you know, these organized religious establishments. It's power. It's, it's, it's power yeah, plays. power structures where you, you're either justified in doing shitty things because you feel like, you, you feel like no, there's no, there will be no consequences. Right. Or because this is just, how you were how maybe not even how you were taught but how you understand the world to work right right and it's very that's what keeps it going and i don't know i could talk about this for days it's a it's a really deep and dark topic but i think it needs to be talked about and um i'm trying to learn forgiveness like i don't go to church anymore but i still carry about all the things that i learned being raised in a baptist christian church i do not want for myself i don't want to be bitter and angry and there's most of those things have all been dealt with right but there are certain things that i don't think unless i write or talk or make a (laughs) film about which i am um i think there's still that process that needs to work through some stuff so that's the thing that's where like it's been kind of on my end, at least, interesting to see your your um, growth and your you utilizing your 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 abilities as as an, an, an artist in telling the story, either on stage or with people or you know on vlog, um, <laughs> Facebook Live, and the the way you get people to resonate and react, right? Because um, I think I don't know if this is something you realize, probably maybe something you realize, but um, you give strength to a lot of people who like maybe don't have as much confidence in like their own, you know. Oh, um, I'm just like just noticing like like even after the storytelling thing, like you had some people come up to you and just like 
Three girls came up yeah. to me and told me how it either happened to them or their sister or their best friend. Yeah. Which was like heartbreaking. It was devastating, but also unsurprising. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, it was October. I guess we missed the boat a little bit, but. Yeah, but the, I think it's, yeah. it was, I'm, I'm glad that I did that. I think it was a kind of a, uh, a jumping off point. I, again, don't want that to be the only thing that I ever talk about. However, if there's a way, I want to find the, the, a way that is, that is going in the direction of empowering women about, you know, empowering women and men. It's, it's not just women only. The vast majority of people who get affected, uh, abused, directly abused are women. Um, there's also, and I also recognize, like, I was talking only about, like, heterosexual relationships, which mm. I was like, come on, Minji, you're from the Bay, you're progressive, stop it. <laughs> you know, in gay relationships, in trans, you know, like, everybody, there's so many forms of abuse, and I, I also felt like um, it's, the way I talked about it sounded like I got hit all the time, which I didn't. It was, like, everything but hitting, which is, like, psychologically, like, it's so messed it's worse. up. It's I. Yeah. And not worse, like hitting like is, is yeah, bad. Hitting is terrible. You shouldn't hit people. Don't hit people. Yeah, but it was like everything but, and kind of like, it was weird at times when I was younger, I would have preferred that he hit me versus all these other things. And so anyway, it's kind of like, <laughs> it opened me up. It, I'm glad that I did it. Um, and it's funny because it is related to, and there's so much more to say. I, I do want to get other people's, um, questions or whatever. I do want to start vlogging more on like you now so that I'm not inundating all of my Facebook friends with like, let's talk about abuse today. <laughs> but there's so it's many the norms. Minji, let's it. talk about abuse hour. I don't know. But, but this is so real though. And you know what? This actually brings me to another talk. If, if, if I may, this mm -hmm. actually is related to Halloween uh -huh. because some shit went down. My Halloween, you asked me how my Halloween was, my actual Halloween day, I did nothing. I watched Imitation Game. Halloween weekend mm -hmm. was a different story. And I got pissed about that. And it is directly related to Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Well, we can talk about that after we take a quick break. Let's take a break because I'm going to get fired up. All right. Some water. Hey, everyone. Marvin here. Just a reminder that this podcast is part of Collaboration a nonprofit organization supporting Asian Americans in the arts and entertainment, discovering, elevating, showcasing, and connecting to creative talents of the API community. You can find out more about Collaboration by going to our website at collaboration.org, where in addition to more information on our programs, you can also find our content offerings, such as podcasts, videos, and blog articles, all to support the Asian American community in the arts. Another reminder that Collaboration's Empower Creative Leadership Conference and Star Finale Showcase are both coming up in a little over two weeks in Los Angeles, California. The Empower Creative Leadership Conference is taking place from Friday, November 11th to Saturday, November 12th. At Empower, you can attend workshops, panel discussions, and mentoring sessions with prominent entertainment leaders from the Asian American community. This year's speakers and panelists include journalist Jeff Yang, actor Ali Maki from TV's Wrecked, Jason Lee from The Jubilee Project, John Kern, writer for The Simpsons, Christine Chen from XOXO Christine, and Phil Wang from Wang Fu, among others. You can find out more about the conference, how to register, and our lineup of speakers by going to the website empower.collaboration.org. Also taking place that weekend is Collaboration Star, our annual finale showcase where we bring together up-and-coming Asian-American performing artists from across the nation for the national finals of Collaboration's Talent Showcase. 
In addition to our up-and-comers, Collaboration Star is also an annual celebration of Asian American achievement in media and entertainment. This year at Star, we're featuring a series of collaborative performances from amazing Asian American artists, including a collab between Paul Date and Jane Louie, as well as J.R. Aquino and Tim De La Ghetto. More special performances will be announced soon, so please check out the website where you can find more information on the event as well as how to buy tickets at star.empower.org. And as a special bonus to our Collabcast listeners, you can enter promo code CLABCAST to get a special discount on your order. If you want to attend both events, um, special bundle offers are also available, and you can find either option on their website. One last thing before we go, the Collabcast is proud to be a founding member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of podcasts and podcasters featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian American community. You can find more information and check out the other members of the collective by going to our website at podcastpotluck.com and be sure to subscribe to our social media handles um, to keep updated on new episodes from members. If you're in LA, we are having a launch party at Soul Sausage in downtown LA on Wednesday, November 9th at 7 p.m. Check out the Podcast Collective's Facebook page for more information on the event. This week, I wanted to highlight Good Muslim, Bad Muslim. Hosts Taz and Zara define what it means to be a good American Muslim through their podcast and poke fun at both sides of the margin. They create their own narrative and see how they fit in with lots of satire and laughs. You may have heard of Good Muslim, Bad Muslim on NPR or other outlets, and they're definitely worth the hype. Check out Good Muslim, Bad Muslim by going to the Potluck Podcast Collective website at www.podcastpotluck.com. And welcome back to episode 92 of the Collabcast. It's post-Halloween, pre-Thanksgiving, <laughs> pre-pre-Christmas. There's so much rage today. I'm just saying, <laughs> this, this, this time of the holiday season just kind of gets on my nerves. Focus on the good, Marv. If I hear a Christmas song, I might just lose it. Oh, they're probably already starting. I'm sure it's on the radio already. <sighs> Merry Christmas. Happy. I listened to that in June, so. Yeah, that's not, not and right. sync. Happy holidays. It ain't right. Hashtag Thanksgiving comes first. Let's get it trending, people. <laughs> you Anyways, got Lapuff to be a thing, so. I'm getting Sadaf to be a thing, too. This oh weekend, Sadaf, the San Diego Asian Film Festival. Sadaf. It's going to be awesome. I'm so excited to see uh, our friend Danny K. Dan's new film. AKA Soul. And finally, I'm finally going to see Spa Night. Oh, you still haven't seen I it. I haven't seen Every time the they... Final Frontier. Every time they've played, I've been out of town. Yeah, it's I'm like, excited. High it's five. It's like Andrew has like my schedule and says, I will, I will. This is my Andrew voice. I'm going to... I can't do Andrew's voice. Anyways... Back to my rage. Right. I'm the one telling you to be all like perky. I was like, perk up, Marv. Holiday season. Fuck Halloween. <laughs> so Halloween, what happened? Okay. So, what sorry happened? guys. I just need to get this off my chest because this was this was ridiculous. Okay. This is just ridiculous. I went out with my baby cousin who is in the other room right now. She scared off. She, she ran away. She's like, oh my God, yeah. they're recording a podcast. Bye. Um. <laughs> She just moved to L.A. from Alabama. She's an actress. Um, went to school in Nashville. Were you a bad influence on her? I'm a terrible influence on everybody, didn't you know? So she's... Does her parents blame you for her becoming an actress? No. No. <laughs> Nobody. She wanted to be an actress. I think I think she made it clear to her parents before I ever came uh. out to my parents. <laughs> so it was already... It's just in our blood, okay? We have the thespian bug. Um, a flair for the dramatic. Yes. So 
well, whatever. Don't, don't don't gaslight me. I just sick burned you. Don't gaslight me. Uh, High so, five to myself. Anyway, so cousin's living with me now in L.A. She's getting acclimated to the L.A. life. She's two months in. Um, she lived here a couple of years ago, so it's nothing new. But it was Halloween, so I was like, let's go do something fun. And it'd be fun for us to hang out for the weekend, which we did. She's from Georgia, right? She's from Alabama. Alabama. Birmingham. Roll so, tight. I don't know any of those things. So we met up with our friend Jenny Yang. We went to a party in a studio, which was fun but boring. Left that to go to Belasco. And everyone who's Asian in LA is laughing now. uh, Yeah. Because Belasco is like the ratchet Asian central. Like long, it's for for many moons, it's been like the Asian club. That was actually one of the first clubs I ever went to in LA. If you're Asian and you're in LA, you've been to Belasco. Apparently. In my younger days, I may or may not have been to Belasco. You find you're busting out your dance moves. That's also where they had the Cape Gala. So it was just interesting to be there one week later in all its ratchet glory. I was like, ah, this is the one that I know. Hmm. Um, so we were there with friends, and it was really, really fun. And we had we met up with friends, danced for like a couple hours. You should, If you guys saw Jenny's Snapchat, she was getting down. It was good night, right? Everything's going great. And I was like, this is really nice. It was like an ocean of Asian people. Um, and we're about to leave. I'm saying goodbye to friends. And my cousins, mind you, I was dressed in, okay, we'll get there. So I'm I'm saying goodbye. And <laughs> yeah, just tease it. And no, not. we'll get there. Because this, this is all part of the story. So she's waiting for me very patiently while I say goodbye. She's on her phone. Some, I, I've been there. Yeah. Yeah, it takes forever. Shut up. And then 20 feet away from me, right? And then I'm saying goodbye. And then some I see some dude come up to her and like hug her. And so I was like, oh, it looks like he's a friend. But she doesn't know that many people in LA. I was like, who's this guy? Whatever. And then she's she's a Stranger sweet girl. Danger. So she was like really nice and smiley. But I could kind of tell she's like, like, oh, I have to go. It was stranger danger. Yes. So then I swooped and I was like, all right, got to go. Bye. And so I swooped and I was like, hey, let's go. And I heard her saying like, I this is my cousin. I got to go. She was saying I got to go. And the guy kept saying, it's okay. It's okay. And I was like, what do you mean? It's okay. Get the hell off of her. We're leaving. And so I'm and he's like trying to hug me, like put his arm around me. And then out of nowhere, some other guy comes up behind me and hugs me like, hey, hey, whoa, hey. And I was like. And there's just too much going on. There's like loud music, ratchet people drunk and dancing. And then I'm trying to leave with my cousin. And these two strange guys that I don't know, these Asian American guys, um, are like hugging us and like telling us, come with us. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm Were like, they drunk? They didn't seem that drunk. Mm. There was not that, there was not like sloppiness going on. Was this on. like a booking situation? Or? No, it was just straight up assault, in my opinion. Mm. I will get dramatic and I will call it what it is. This guy was trying to, like, he hugged me and I pushed him off. I like, God, I did the swoop. See, this is why you guys should have invited me. To yes, UTI. you need to be our. Because I run, a, I run interference. That's my job. Yes, I am the interference runner. Yes, I'm sorry. I should have known. <laughs> but, like this guy, so he was like putting his arm around, like hugging me, and I yeah. was like, get. And I pushed him off. I was like, no, we're leaving. And then he goes again. He comes back and like puts his arms around me and like picks me up. Okay, I get annoyed when some friends do that. Depending on who I, you are. I feel like that's way more aggressive than I've ever seen. Like it was really aggressive. Yeah, I was genuinely I've seen, yeah, shocked. Like that's I've never seen like a, like physically picking someone up before. He was just but. like playfully picking me up. But in any case, I don't know you, bro. It, you cannot that even touch not... my arm. Don't touch me. If you want me to go with you to your table, 
you can be an obnoxious bro and come up and be like, hey, come to our table. You do not put your hands on me, on my cousin, on anybody. That's just bad game. Yeah, all of it. All of the above. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, you should have been there. Like... (laughs) It's just ridiculous. So I just left really pissed off. And it's it's sucky that it was... Not to say that you have to have a guy with you to protect you. Exactly. But... Exactly. And say, if I was there, I would have been, she's with me. Right? (laughs) But, yeah. So that all of those things were running through my head. And I was just pissed off and grabbed her hand. We're leaving. And mind you, okay, this is where the... uh, the outfit things come in like so many layers of like I could already in my head hear it. You should have been with a guy. What were you wearing? Mm. Why were you even at Belasco? What do you expect? You're at Belasco. Literally immediately all those thoughts came into my head. I was like, these are the answers that we're going to get. And you know what? All of them are bullshit. The real answer is that guy should never have touched you, period. Right. You or your cousin in any way. They should have never aggressively entered your space. I don't care if they're trying to flirt Whatever. The thing is that my cousin was dressed up like a kid ghost. She had pigtails, okay? She's dressed like a child. And she looks young. So, ew, on top of that. So, you're just a (laughs) pedophile. And I was wearing, and like, if you go with the what were you wearing outfit, I was wearing a long sleeve black dress. I was dressed up as a peacock. And they're literally... Yeah, it was, I saw a picture. It was like, it wasn't even a sexy something. It it was was a long sleeve black dress. I was so boring because I was like, I don't want to be cold. (laughs) (laughs) And then literally 10 feet away from us, there was a girl who all she wore for Halloween was tape. She was just tape in places. So, and again, neither of us, whether she's dressed as a child or whether you're just wearing tape, in neither case is it okay to be like, well, you should have been wearing, what, what were you wearing, like blah, blah, blah. You should have grabbed, our friend Jenny Yang was wearing was dressed as um, Drew Bamer's character from Scream. Yes. Just picked up her knife and was like, I know, him. I know. I, and that's the Not thing. Not that violence is the answer again caveat marvin's bad ideas the whole entire time no 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 no. but i think there are certain times where like a slap i i just left angry again because like i was like i should have slapped them in the face (laughs) or should i was wearing comfortable heeled booties i was like i should have stomped on his foot or like i don't know something i was just so fed up the nuts everyone's every guy goes like you should never do that that's like ultra cruelty well, when a what guy's about being a girl, dick, yeah, like, kick him in the dick. Making her, a woman feel unsafe and genuinely be like... See, that's just... I wonder what was going through there. Like, has that worked before? <laughs> is my question. Because if you, the end goal is to like have a girl be into you. Like, roughing her up seems to be the opposite Oh, you're of so your manly. You're a caveman. I'm going to go to your table. Like, what? I guess it's like if you're cool with that, then I guess. But but there's no if yeah. there's a girl that is cool with that, I want to have a talk with her. I want to hug her and have a little chat. It's just it was so inappropriate. So again, like everyone's like, oh, it's Halloween. It's the night that everyone gets to be like sexy I mean, that's, and like, no. whatever. But I, I was mean, like, no. But nobody said part, that. Nobody yeah, said yeah. that to me. I'm just yeah, like but I'm thinking of all the Trump supporters. <laughs> <laughs> like. The whole boys will be boys excuse is it's twenty sixteen guys like yeah that not doesn't cute. fly anymore not cute it's not attractive it's assault it's like yeah entering danger zone do not I don't know a real man in any case if you're like wooing anybody what's sexy is confidence and respect I'm sorry but when a guy 
for me, because I'm into guys, if a guy came up to me ultra confident and was just like, hey, you look really beautiful. Would you like, can I get you a drink? Literally, you can still like hit on people in clubs. It's probably not going to work that I will go over in my, you know, live vlogs. Why <laughs> bars are just not a great place unless you're like at a friend's birthday or something. It doesn't work. You're not going to get like stranger hookup. It just doesn't. When does that work? When does that happen unless you look like Ryan Gosling? Um, TV, like every yeah. single TV show in ever TV fed land. to me that has been a lot. Actually, you know what? Uh, my college girlfriend I did meet at a club. Was, were you there for an event, though? No, it was Thursday night at PB Bar and Grill in okay. San Diego. So Marvin got game. <laughs> the trick is eye contact, people. Exactly. But you didn't freaking harass her or assault her. No, we just boogied all night long. I don't know how that happened. But anyway. Don't tell my girlfriend. <laughs> nothing happened in college. <laughs> it meant nothing to me. It was all in the past. It's water in the bridge. Anyway. That's my story. I just thought it was awful. And I did post about it on Facebook because if for any reason anybody had some shred of like justifying. And I think we are. And the, the good point I want to make is I think at least in my Facebook world, um, I think we are at a point where if anybody were to even think about commenting on it, like X, Y, Z, all the different scenarios I painted out, I think all of them obviously did if they even thought it nobody posted anything like that because they all were like wait that doesn't that's not valid they all knew better yeah this is minji's facebook we're talking like, about dude no. she will cut you <laughs> word wise that's my limit <laughs> but i was very and it was yeah it was just it was but and i got over that part but the sucky part is if it was just me it would that, that's one level of anger and outrage and annoyance but it's my baby cousin but it's my baby cousin and she's she apologized to me after and that that deepened the rage because i was like why are you saying sorry to me she's like i'm sorry i shouldn't have acknowledged you she's like i shouldn't have called that like said my i was like what are you talking about like yeah you should have called me yeah you should have broken a bottle over i don't know you didn't there's nothing you need to apologize about and then so yeah like the night continued us talking. We had to have a, a chat about, okay, you're in LA now. And I don't like having that conversation, but it's necessary. And so I was like, welcome to LA, Halloween. <laughs> but I wasn't expecting that kind Good of times. like aggressive garbage. That seemed, it seemed more aggressive because I, I've seen dudes that are, are super persistent and annoying. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? different. Um, also annoying. <laughs> yeah, but maybe, I don't know. Anyway... If yeah. any of you fall in that category, you need to reevaluate yourself. And no, stop it. Stop it. And if you're a friend of someone who also acts that way and you just laugh it off, shut that mofo down. Like, let's all be men and women and respectful humans. Like, this is me imploring to you. Shut it down. Just be cool. Yeah. Just be cool. <laughs> Marvin's advice. Be cool. Be cool. Just be cool. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas, be cool. Wait your turn. <laughs> hashtag Thanksgiving comes first. 2016. Was, was that the original hashtag? I updated it to a more, you, to a better hashtag. It's evolved quite a bit through this podcast. Yeah. All right. Um, well, since we have some time, I figure we get to some emails that we've been collecting. <gasps> oh, yeah. Um, here is one from frequent writer. Um, Lauren Lola, who is one of also one of our um, longtime associates up in the Bay Area, 
um, she writes something that I think kind of wish we had a guest who can speak more on it. But before we get to the email, you, you too can send us an email at podcast at collaboration.org. We, all, we always love hearing from you and give us stuff to talk about when we don't have anything to talk about. Um, besides hashtag Thanksgiving comes first, wait your turn Christmas 2016. <laughs> Um, Lauren Lolo asks, hello, Minji, Marvin, and guests of the week. Hello, guest. Hello, empty chair. Invisible guests. Today, I come to you in need of some advice. I'm having trouble explaining to people the politics in casting roles for TV and movies. In particular, how it's not right for white actors to take on roles meant for people of color, but it's okay for people of color to take on traditional white roles. While people whom I'm spoken to say it should go both ways, I know that's not that simple in this case. How should I break down the politics surrounding the subject in a way where I can make it understandable? I look forward to hearing what advice you can bestow upon me. And as always, keep up the good work. Best regards, Lauren. Marvin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think we touched on this here and there throughout the um, lifetime of the podcast. But it comes down to privilege, Right. It's easy. So I'm going to break this down and um, I'm going to try to use as many Taylor Swift song quotes as possible. <laughs> so white roles are like a blank space, right? Oh, dear God. Because they're the default. Okay. <laughs> Keep going. I'm trying. I'm, <laughs> okay, go. I worked this out in my head before uh, uh, okay. and, and now I've lost. The, no, the no, 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 no. Go. You started. Now you must continue. Soldier on. So there's a difference between roles that people can play and roles written for people of color, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The reason why a lot of people of color can play roles meant for white people is because white people are written as blank slates, blank spaces, right? They can just shake it off okay. and put it on. You okay. Know? That was a stretch. Apologize. Um, Clever. And there's no bad blood, right? Mm-hmm. Did you pull this from somewhere or did you write it down? I'm just, I'm, look, I'm looking at a list of my list of songs right now. <laughs> I thought this, is, this oh would be God. a good conceit. No, it's, not, it's like, I like the concept. I'm like, I, wanna hear, I, wanna, I want you to complete it now. But then when white actors play roles meant for people of color, mm-hmm. it's something that, you know, you can't really imagine in your, in your wildest dreams, right? <laughs> Go, keep going. I'm trying to. I'm closing my eyes, you guys, so I can like take it all in. I should just I should just done this and see if you noticed. Yeah, you should have. <laughs> Regrets. Okay, no turning back now. Go. No, so right, like say friends. Mm-hmm. Right. An Asian dude, like say Harry Shum, if it was if it was today, if friends was happened today, Harry Shum could play Ross. Mm-hmm. And another Asian, let's say Minji Chang, could be who was his sister? Monica. Okay, Monica. Why'd you make me the shrill one? <laughs> but yes, I could play Monica. They're related. I get it. Okay, God. Yes, I could play Monica. Right. I know um, all her lines, actually. <laughs> but if they remade Family Matters, mm-hmm. it'd be kind of weird for an Asian person to play Carl Winslow. Right. Right. Is that the right guy, because, Carl Winslow? Yes. Yes, okay. Because the story is about... A black family. A black family. Whereas... And I know Ross and Rachel are supposed to be Jewish or whatever. No, just um, Ross. Just Ross? Yeah. 
Ross and Monica. Monica, right. Yeah, they're half Jewish. Yeah. Um, but you I know, know the stories. So might not be the best um, example, but you can see like they're they're written as New Yorkers, mm-hmm. right? So they could be blank slate. They can be anybody. Yeah. Whereas, you know, Family Matters or Fresh Prince of Bel Air or even Fresh Out the Boat. Yeah. Like you can't a white person cannot play Louis Huang. Yes. Because that is a Taiwanese American character. Yes. Even though it's played by a Korean American. That's another story for another time. Yes. Another argument for another time. Yes. But, I mean, that's basically what it comes down to, right? So when you have a white woman playing an Asian man in Doctor Strange. Which is already an established character. Right. There's, it's not the same as if an Asian guy played the Iron Fist character in Iron Fist, which also went to a white guy. I don't know Iron Fist. It's the um, Netflix series. Okay. About a kung fu master who canonically in the, in the in the comics is a white guy. Yeah. But could have very easily been Asian without yeah. changing much of the story. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, politically, everyone wants to be equal. No one wants to feel like there's some... Um, People don't like acknowledging their privilege. Right. But... I mean, it's not this, like, you can't justify it, like, saying, it's just the same as if an Asian guy played a white character, because, you know, that character was written to be played by, was written to be played by the best actor, mm-hmm. but, um, I have great admiration for you right now, Marv. I still don't know how to answer that. I'm learning from you right now. I'm genuine. That's why I deferred <laughs> it to you. I was like, Marv, explain it. It would have been easier if I didn't it's all limit myself to my Taylor Swift. I know. No, but that was, you You chose it and you went with it. And kudos was, to you. I was trying to work in, I knew you were trouble before I met you, <laughs> but I couldn't find a way. We are never getting back together. <laughs> 22? I mean, Starbucks lovers, whatever. <laughs> Starbucks lovers. Anyway, Lauren, I wish I had a, and it's ironic that I'm an actor <laughs> navigating that world. I don't know how to articulate it concisely or eloquently. It It is a matter of privilege. I think Marvin hit the nail on the head. I think that there are, I'm just still like, it doesn't go both ways. And I think they're cherry picking to not feel bad. Honestly. Well, I mean, so we didn't talk about this um, last week. So Doctor Strange is coming out this week. Um, there's been a lot of hubbub about the casting of Tilda Swinton as the Ancient One, which is a Tibetan monk who teaches Doctor Strange his magical powers. Let's look at Tibetan monks. And, <laughs> Let's and look, shall the we? justification for it being okay is, well, we want it to be diverse, so it went with the woman diversity. And look, it's a woman playing a man's part. And we felt like that was enough, right? Then why not cast an Asian woman? Right? Because the character is, is an a Asian Tibetan character. Monk. So, like, the gender way, the gender wise, that's the blank slate. That's the blank space, right? You can shake off, shake it off, shake off the gender, and it'll be okay. No bad blood. Um, but everything has changed when it becomes a white person. No longer is it safe and sound. 
Nice. Keep going. And we all knew it was trouble the moment we heard the casting. But, right. See, we all did not know, though. They didn't know. They still are, like, <laughs> getting snarky and saying, oh, the diversity police are going to, you know. Well, never in our wildest dreams did we think that they would come up with such a stretch for a... Re- I, I can't do this anymore. Anyways, <laughs> so... I think Doctor Strange is actually the perfect example of this, right? Because it's both examples in one character, mm-hmm. right? The gender part of it can be either or. And it wouldn't change the story that much because you have an ancient like person. But were there female Tibetan monks? I would go so far as to say that I think it's great and progressive and all that stuff if they change it to a female. Yeah. But if you really wanted to be... I want to know what percentage well, of Tibetan monks... Well, it doesn't have to be a monk, monks. just female. I guess they didn't want to like, go for the ancient female like priestess or something but it could have been like the character calls for an ancient mystical person okay right basically the gender swap is fine that's like saying that's the same as like an asian person playing a character with no specified ethnicity right right but the white person playing but the white person playing the asian character is problematic because that is an asian character Mm -hmm. right Mm mm-hmm if that's what I'm saying, there are things that I know that I cannot like. It's just a stretch for me to get cast, right? If you're making yeah. August Osage County about a white family who went through the Great Depression in the middle of Oklahoma, the odds of me, like, why would I submit for that? Right. If they had an Asian version, yeah, but like, okay, if we're I going mean, for authenticity and real realism, yeah, and that's, that's not the story. And that's not like you, they wouldn't cast an Asian person to play that person. That is a a character written to be and so unless every single character now is written to be white so they can justify that um but then you you get to like why don't you have any diversity in your story right Um. but the fact is sometimes like a lot of times these characters like best friends or whatever they're written to be ethnically ambiguous right anyone can play it Mm -hmm. and in those cases yeah anyone can play it even people of color but if the character is like like the reason we got mad about Avatar the Airbender, the last Airbender, the reason we got get mad about Doctor Strange is because these are characters that were written, that were conceptualized as Asian or Asian-inspired. Mm-hmm. And you still give it to... Why is it so yeah. hard? I'm still mad about <laughs> the Matt Damon Mars movie. What was it called? Yeah. Is the Martian. Mars? Martian. The Martian. Mindy Park. Could have been me. It could have been Naomi. It could have been Jenny. It could have been Keiko. It could have been anybody. Mindy Park was Korean American. Don't care. And Chiwetel Ejiofor should not have been playing an Indian man. Why? It's just all marketing. Anyway, it's opportunities okay. lost. Shake it off. I am shaking it off. Shake it I'm off. Over it. That's why I'm writing, writing my movie. And when I make my story about a Korean American girl raised in Silicon Valley, et cetera, et cetera. They better not cast a white person. I would never cast a white person. And if somebody tried to, I would throw a bitch fit. And I don't care. And I don't think I would be wrong. Minji Chang could be white. I did grow up in like middle school. In the if we had an E to the end of the name. Minji Change. Minji Change. Christine Change. <sighs> Tis the what movie it is. would be called Quick Change. I don't know if I I didn't answer I did I had no part in in successfully answering Lauren's question, so I apologize. Well, we I hope that our examples kind of helped you. Just think about yeah, I think the ancient one is a perfect kind of example that you can use because it makes sense and it happened. Yes. 
what Marvin said. Well, hopefully that helped you out a little bit, Lauren. Um, and that'll do it for this episode of the Collabcast. Sorry to end it on such a sour note. <laughs> it's not sour. We knew Progress. This, we knew it was trouble before we met this question. Oh, my dear God. He's still going with it. No, I, I say there's totally room for the outrage. I just don't, I want, always for me, it's always, let's talk about this. Let's let it marinate and let it drive progress. I don't know. Regardless, there's been a lot of fodder for this this conversation, but I think it is definitely, I feel it. This has been a really big turning point year. Yeah. Again, if you'd like to send us an email for us to read on the air with a question or topic suggestion, you can send that to podcast at collaboration.org. You can also subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and wherever podcasts are found through our RSS feeds. And uh, if you do subscribe to us on iTunes, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us out with the metrics and it makes us know that you care. And that makes us happy. It's the holiday season, guys. Thanksgiving first hashtag. Yes. Show your, your gratitude. <laughs> And thanks to Prisca and Aberbeats for using their song Never Too Late for our intro and outro this week. You can find that song on the Voices of Our Vault album, which is a um, an album that Collaboration helped put together in partnership with Tuesday Night Project, 18 Million Rising, and Misty Music. Um, this is the last Collabcast before Election Day, so don't forget to go vote. Please, Make please your voices do. heard. This podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian-American podcasts and podcasters. Um, check us out at podcastpotluck.com um, to check out even more programs from Asian-Americans. And yeah, for Marvin and Ninji, this has been episode 92. We're eight away from the big one zero zero. We're going to get through it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think we'll make it? We're going to get through 93 Hopefully. and then Empower and Star and then we'll... Yeah, hopefully the world doesn't explode by next week and we can keep our march going. Thanks a lot. Great. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. It's never too late. You can never go wrong. Just lift up your voice and shake up the clouds. It's never too late. You can never go wrong. Just lift up your voice and shake up the Potluck. Potluck.